Hey everyone, Michelle Seidling here with another episode of Food Experience Unplugged. Today we'll explore gut-brain health and how you can understand that connection for optimal health. Here to help us do that is Laura Martin, a digestive health specialist and founder of Healing to Happy. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, be sure to check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Laura Martin, welcome to Food Experience Unplugged. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thanks for being here. We're excited to have you as the gut brain specialist or the gut specialist or a uh, a guru on gut health, regardless. (laughs) (laughs) Well, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us what brought you to this point in your life and career and why the interest in gut health? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely did not grow up saying, oh, I want to be specialized in poop. Like that was not the jam. Um, (laughs) But yes, my name is Laura Patricia Martin. I'm the founder of Healing to Happy, which is a luxury brand focused on the gut-brain connection, helping women with IBS anxiety. A lot of things as you unpack in that, but it was my own journey that led me here. Like the company, really, I'm just like a conduit of it. You know, like I'm just speaking through it because it is just my own journey that led it and then led me to my studies and my specialties and stuff like that. Um, At 24 years old, it was one of those rock bottom moments. I had unexpectedly lost my mom at 22 years old. And from there, really spiraled um, because I wasn't taught how to use food. I wasn't taught how to handle emotions like that. I wasn't taught how to not try to escape it. And my way of escaping those kind of feelings were self-sabotage of obsessing about food and over-exercising and just overdoing the whole spectrum of life, which led me to make some really poor choices. And I found myself in Asia in a very abusive relationship, just sitting there being like, what the heck am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life right now? You know, like, and when we're in those moments, it's, we have two choices. We either keep going with what we're doing and that's not going to turn out very well, or we choose to take radical responsibility of our lives. And so I sat there and for me, that radical responsibility started with nutrition after a conversation with one of my friends. And she was like, you know, you have a really messed up relationship with food. Like you were really obsessed with it. Why don't you actually go learn about it instead of being so afraid of it? Um, And so as I went on this, you know, healing journey, once you slow down, your body catches up and it basically just throws up on you. So at that time I was 40 pounds underweight. I've, I've had IBS since I was 13 and I've had depression and anxiety since I was 13, but I never dealt with them. It was just like a thing that I was deemed as this is me. I'm broken. Um, and as I was going, so I had IBS, I had anyxiety, depression, I had hyper or hypothyroidism, then hyper or hyper than hypo. Um, then I had lost my cycle at that point for three years. It took me five years to get it back. I had these skin rashes that took over my entire body and I had to leave work because at the time I was teaching kids and it was a hot freaking mess. And it was one of those things that I was like, okay, so where do I start from here? You know? And I went out with a bang and I started learning all the theories in school and from my professors and things like that and applying them to my life. But really all of them were restriction, elimination, you know, there was theories and things like that, but it's, it's all a diet at the end of the day. And I had spent a decade of my life recovering from an eating disorder. So it's like, I want to heal, but I also am not going to put myself down the slippery slope. 
And so I got released into gut health, went and I got certified for that specialty in that. And still it was all about eliminations, restrictions. And I was like, okay, like something's got to give here. And something in my gut is telling me like, this isn't right. Like if, if these diets were working, why do I have to keep detoxing every Monday? Why do I have to keep doing these things? Shouldn't my body be catching up to what I'm doing? Shouldn't it be something that's working? And so I was in and out of naturopaths office and functional doctors and GI and all this kind of stuff, as well as my own personal studies. And it wasn't until I sat down with my naturopath at the time. And she was like, do you want to talk about how your depression is linked to your IBS and all of your health issues? And I was like, huh? Like, I know in school, we learned about the gut being called the second brain, but I thought that's like, it controls everything about you. And that's why I specialize in gut health. And that's why I'm on this journey. But what do you mean my brain is affecting my gut? Like, what, what do you mean on that aspect? And of course I ignored her because when someone tells you to go look at your depression and all your triggers and all the trauma, it's like, no, I'd rather go on a diet. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that right now. Um, but eventually my health caught up to me and I had no other choice. And uh, that is what led me to, you know, birthing uh, healing to happy and just understanding how the body works and what's happening when we're depressed and anxious and going through trauma and how that's depleting certain organs in our body. And when those things are depleted, we're actually losing minerals and vitamins, which is then what leads to IBS, which leads to these gut inflammation. And because we have that gut inflammation, we're not absorbing food, which is this perpetual cycle. And it's not to say this is something that you're stuck with. And that's what I was always told. This is just the way it is. You're stuck with it for the rest of your life. And the same thing with my depression and anxiety, it runs quote unquote in your family and all this kind of stuff. But I had the thought where it was like, well, then why am I learning about epigenetics? Then why am I learning about how the microbiome can change in in 72 hours? Why am I learning about neuroplasticity? Like if I'm learning these things, that means I'm not stuck with this. This means it's something I can, can, like, I can lessen the blow of what I'm feeling right now. And started to develop these theories and break it all down. So it didn't seem so scary or triggering or any of that kind of stuff to really just take back control of my life. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Just kind of learning from your own experiences and doing that, that research, if you will, and, and really finding out what's going on. Now, the, if I understood you correctly, the current specialists that you were seeing weren't, um, just one of them really kind of brought you on that road to what is the the gut brain connection. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. She's the one that sparked it because we learned about it in school, right? Like that's something when you're learning nutrition and then you're learning about gut health. Of course we talk about that, but it was more so like our gut is the powerhouse to everything about us. It wasn't how are your thoughts impacting your adrenals and your liver and your pain. Like it wasn't that kind of thing and how it's all connected. It was just like, yeah, there's a lot of like things housed in your gut and that bacteria controls a lot about it. And I was like, okay. Like we didn't expand on that knowledge, you know, it wasn't one of those things that we really got into until she opened that up. And even like she did, she was more of like Chinese medicine, all that kind of stuff. And even then it wasn't fully as what I do now. It was just one of those, like, huh, you know, like someone says it to you and it just like sits on your shoulder and you're like, but what does that mean? And you can't forget about something someone said. It was kind of one of those moments. (laughs) Mm, Okay. Sure. Now, just kind of, I guess, backing up for a little bit, what do we mean when we say that gut-brain connection and the the gut health? Give us a little orientation, so to speak. Yeah. So our gut and our brain are in constant communication with each other through this thing called the vagus nerve, which is our longest cranial nerve. It goes from our brain to our gut, and it gives off these action potentials. So you don't have to tell your lungs to breathe, your food to digest, your heart to beat, any of that stuff. It does it entirely on its own through this thing called the enteric nervous system. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why it's called our second brain because it, it, it runs on its own. We don't have to be like, that my food right now. Like it, it does it by itself. Um, the other reason is it has 
our gut is home to as many neurotransmitters as our brain. So we have serotonin, we have dopamine, we have GABA, we have norepinephrine, we have these things that keep us happy, you know, rewarded, calm, all this kind of stuff. But the misconception that I'm seeing in the world right now as gut health is getting more and more sexy is this, people are like, oh, you can eat like tryptophan and then you'll spike serotonin in your gut. And, you know, that makes you happy. And I'm like, no, if the serotonin in your gut does not break that blood brain barrier, but your blood sugar levels and the foods you're eating do impact what your brain health is doing. And that's kind of the confusion there. It's like, you can't really eat foods to boost your serotonin because the serotonin in your gut doesn't go to your brain, but it, the foods do impact what neuro, like what your blood sugar levels are, what your energy levels are, what vitamins and minerals are getting released and whatnot. So it does have an impact, just not in the way that people are kind of explaining it. Um, and so when we're looking at all this kind of stuff, if we want to calm the brain down, that's where we got to look at first. So with my clients that have anxiety, that have been through trauma, that have, that are depressed, right? Our bodies are in this chronic state of blah, like it's, it's like nothing, nothing is functioning. And when that's happening, all of our blood flow is then going to our survival organs. So because of the enteric nervous system, it's then going to our heart, our lungs, our muscles, because our body's in this state of there's a saber tooth tiger and I need to book it out of here, or there's a saber tooth tiger and I need to release everything that's happening. So this is why we see, you know, people with constipation and diarrhea. If you're anxious, you're feeling bubbles in your belly, you're getting like the butterflies. You know, I have the women in my world where it's like, I'm about to go on a date and all of a sudden, like, I just have to like poop my pants right away. Like it's like something, it, it, cause it's the nerves, like those nerve endings. It's like, yeah, what's happening. And so anxiety usually goes hand in hand with cramping, bloating, diarrhea, and then depression goes hand in hand with, um, constipation because you're holding it. The serotonin is low in your gut. It's just, there's no mobility or motility happening to push things out. And so when we're looking at these two things, for me, what it helped with was I'm not broken. Like I'm just chasing the wrong end of the stick here because I'm chasing my two things separately. I'm chasing my brain by itself and I'm tracing my gut by itself. And all of these things are telling me I'm broken when really you just look at it and it's like, oh, like they're just, they're stuck in a cycle of miscommunication with each other. And so when I slow this all down and bring it all back, my body is like, oh my goodness, thank you. Like, thank you. I'm, I was waiting for you to let me deliver this message that like, you're just a little high strung and you got to calm down a bit and we need some like nourishing foods and it's all good from there. Mm, okay. Wow. So, oh, there's a, so much to digest, so to speak, <laughs> but, but that that's interesting. Just that link it's it now, is it more of like a chicken and the egg situation or are you, you do you heal the gut first or do you heal the brain first or what, what exactly? It is, where It's individual, right? So in my world with women that I work with mostly, it's because of some stressful event that now mm. they're stuck in this hyper awareness of nutrition because you know if we're focusing on a diet we're not focusing about the, our trauma or our past or our need to control or where that all stemmed from we obsess about food so we don't actually have to think about other things because i don't know about you but i was on a diet since i was like 12 years old like i didn't know what it meant to be in my body and how to deal with emotions and how to cope with things and all that kind of stuff and at the same time you can't just disregard that because food is their safety in some way even if they're obsessed with it in a not healthy way it's still their safety net. So you can't just remove that and go into this whole, let's talk about your mental health, like kind of vibe. You got to still give people what they want where it's like, well, what do I eat? Because if I know what I'm eating, I feel a little bit more safe. So we have to look at that as well. So we can calm the nervous system and there's certain nutrients that calm the body down, right? Like oftentimes we're mm -hmm. looking at a lot when it comes to gut health, we are eating the same things every day and we're not eating enough food. 
that's just that we have instead of you know how anorexia is or anything like that where that's more weight related when it comes to IBS or IBD or GERD or Crohn's or any of those kind of things it's more of food avoidant reintake so it's it has nothing to do with weight. It's just, I am so scared to eat this food because I have no idea what's going to happen. You know, we see it a lot with kids mm-hmm. where it's like, they don't like foods because of the texture, right? Like, or color. And like, we see that with kids, but that changes over time. When we see it in adults, sure. it's it's because of, oh, like I read it has gluten or dairy or soy or lectins or shellfish or eggs or whatever it is that's on your no, no food list. And so we're looking at that when really at that point you're undernourished, which is why your brain's freaking out. So it really is the chicken and the egg kind of thing where it's like, based on a unique individual, where did it start? Did it start because your history with food? Did it start because something in your life happened? Did it start because all of a sudden you got sick and your immune system just wasn't up to par, which really the foundation of that has to be something deeper anyways. But like, where was it for that person? Which is why in my method, the first one is F in the free method foundations, because you have to work your way backward. You got to be the like investigator of your own life of which one would work better for you at this moment. Mm, okay. So just kind of getting to the root cause, so to speak, exactly. of where it came. Okay. Now you mentioned you had an acronym free. Will you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So no matter what I'm doing, if it's food sensitivities, if it's IBS, if it's GERD, if it's anxiety, if it's depression, I always use the acronym free, F-R-E-E. So first we have to figure out our foundations, not in a sense of I need to go take a food sensitivity test and this is where I'm at. Like, I don't believe in any of that stuff. It's what the heck are you doing every day? How are you eating? How are you feeling about what you're eating? What are you doing? How often do you move? Do you go outside? What are your relationships like? Like oftentimes we go so fast in our lives that we're just reacting. We have no idea what we're doing. Like if I had an actual choice in my life, what would I be doing? What did I have for lunch? How did I feel about what I had for lunch? Like what did I do this over my desk? Was I eating on the go? Did I even eat lunch? I don't know. I was too busy with my kids. Like we often don't realize any of that. And then we start with throwing diets on top of it. And it's like, that's why they don't stick. Because you're not building a steady foundation here because you have no idea. You're just trying to throw things on top of it. And you, you'd never build a house that way. You know, you'd dig up the rubble to see what's under it to make sure the house didn't collapse. That's what we got to do. And then from there, we get to reprogram. Because like I said before, it's, which is the R, we have neuroplasticity. You know, we love to say, this is just the way it is. This is just the way my family, it's always been this way. This is just the way I am. We love to use that little write-off, but that's just not true. Because if that was true, it, it, like I would be an addict lost somewhere. I'd be, you know, there's just like, that's, I heard those things and I was like, I refuse to let that be my reality. I refuse. And I refuse to have these thyroid issues for the rest of my life. I refuse to have hormonal issues. I'm, I'm going to figure that out because we get to reprogram what our brain does. The cylinders in our brain, after a while, they get to be changed when we choose to do the repetitive patterns to get out of those behaviors. Um, our microbiome changes within 72 hours, just like the good bacteria come in like Pac-Man, they eat the bad bacteria and they can convert them and they take up those leaky gut spots and they heal itself. It just has to get, be given the right tools. And then epigenetics, like the way epigenetics works is yes, we have to have that genetic predisposition, but your lifestyle and your nutrition and your habits is the thing that turns that light switch off or on, which means if it's on, you can still turn it off. Like it's one of those things that... <clears throat> We, we can't do these blanket statements of just like, it's just the way it is. It's like, no, it, it might not be gone a hundred percent, but it can be so much better than where it's at. And from there we start to, this first E is explore. For me, when someone told me about reintroduction and that's what I was learning, that scared the bejeebies out of me. Like, I was like, I don't want to eat that food. I know what it does to me. Like that's triggering. I'm getting like, I'm just trying this food, but I'm freaking out that it's going to 
give me some type of flare up. And really what happened was I was stressed about eating that food. So I got a flare up anyways, like it had nothing to do with the food. Um, so with my clients and with my students, it's, we make it fun. Like, I'm not even just talking about exploring different food options. What in your life do you want to become? What do you want to do? What, what sort of things are you not doing? Because we're so caught up in being reactive as opposed to responsive and all these kind of things. And from there, we evolved the last E, you know, like that eventually you get to the point in your life where you're like, sitting there and you're like, how the heck am I going to get there? Like, how the heck am I going to, Laura's talking about all this stuff. Like, how the heck am I going to get there? And then you're sitting there and you're like, how the heck did I get here? Like, and then it becomes second nature and you're like sitting there and you're like, how, you know, like in my life example, I reflect back to when I was first in Asia and lost and stuck in this relationship where I was questioning everything at the lowest point. And now I'm sitting here in a beautiful home with a partner that I'm wildly in love with, with a health that is like banging beyond belief and energy levels and zero things wrong with my body. It's like, how the heck did I get here? And it's like, because of these steps along the way and the foundations and the evolution and growth over a lifetime that leads you to where you want to be, no matter if it's nutrition, no matter if it's business, no matter if it's, you know, relationships, it's, it's the evolution and you just have to work your way from there. Mm, okay. So you've gone through this, this free acronym yourself, and now you're, you're helping your clients and, and other people with this. Now, now how did you kind of go through this cycle and then kind of think about the process kind of as a reflection or how did, how did it kind of all come to be? Because you're kind of, you are your own client, so to speak as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of trial and error, a lot of what I was learning wasn't sitting well with me. And so I was just, I was hiring people. I was working with different people and I would take little chunks of what I liked, you know, and what mm. I didn't like. Cause, cause here's the thing is like, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. No one's everyone's my cup of tea, you know, like, it's one of those things where we have to pick and choose from what people are saying. And so over my course of my life, it was like, okay, at 24, I decided to start saving my life at 25. I started to live my life as if I'm telling the story in hindsight. So when I'm 87, mm -hmm. what's the story that I'm going to say? And I'm being more intentional of the memories and the people I create and all this kind of stuff. And it was one of those things where I was like, how the heck did I get here from like being lost in addiction and doing whatever the heck, I, how did I get here? And I realized it was like, oh, I figured out why I am this way like from a nutrition standpoint, from a life standpoint, from the things like that. And this just like keeps growing from there. And I realized it is you reprogram stuff, you play around with it without so much weight on it being right and wrong. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, whoa, like I, I, I'm here. <laughs> and I realize now, now that I have this acronym that like came to me and things like that, I just realized that's everything in my life, just, you know, mm. like currently being in it, like what I'm working on now is like with trauma and then my relationship. So it's like understanding that and using the acronym in that element of my life. When I first started out, it was only nutrition and then it was fitness and then it was, you know, healing and my mental health. And it's just kind of applied its way to everything. Mm. So you're actually, you know, once you identify the, the root causes are, you're basically healing them all simultaneously. It sounds like. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Wow. Now, how could you tell us a little bit, perhaps give us some examples of clients you've worked with or, or others, you know, in addition to your own story of yes. how that, how that healing happens, how that gut health uh, materializes? Yeah. So majority of my clients, this has been going on for decades, like multiple decades. And they're like, I just, everything I've done hasn't been working. Their blood work comes back either quote unquote normal or like they can't figure out what's wrong and they've had scopes in funny places and they're tired and they have these food sensitivities and they don't know what's going on and they're sick of not having answers. And they're also just triggered by food. Now they're like, I don't 
like I'm that picky person that can't go out to eat and I don't know what's going on and I've been on these medications for as long as I can remember like please give me a normal life so we'll go through these processes and we start to make a little tweaks and we meet on the phones whatever and I help women that have been on antidepressants for the last 40 years no longer on them so much so that they have so much energy that now their husbands come to work with me and they're like what did you do to my wife (laughs) what is going on here (laughs) or women that you know they've had IBS for 15 20 years and we start to make these little tweaks and give them the right nutrients and life lifestyle practices and replenish different organs that aren't functioning optimally and they'll come to me and they're like wait who would have thought that healing my gut would mean eating more food Like who would have thought that's what it is? And they're like running and telling their friends. And they're like, you know, I go to the bar now and I just like get so excited to tell my friends because all they've heard about is my problems. And now they're like so excited that we're eating together. And it's, it's people like that, that have come in, they've had these gut issues, whether it's SIBO, whether it's acid reflux, whether it's, you know, um, IBS and they're told, well, this is just the way it is. Or they're stuck in the SIBO trap of cycling between it, having it, not having it, having it, not having it, whether they're stuck with anxiety and depression and that's all they've ever known. It's really just working through these foundations. And that's the wildest thing to me because I was like, I know this works for me, you know? And it was one of those moments where, I mean, I didn't plan on owning a company. It was people saw what I was doing in my life and they're like, can I pay you to learn? And I was like, I mean, of course, why not? Um, but to see it run so, and that's why I was saying before that I'm just a conduit in this, in this company. And just like, I'm just here speaking because now we're like helping hundreds of women do this. It's like, what? Like how, it's, it's really one of those things that you sit back and you're like, it was just needed in this world of too much information, of overwhelm, of people that are doing their best, right? Like it's it's good intention to the things that people come to me already doing. They're they're taking care of themselves, they're eating well, they move their bodies, and it's still not working and it's out of good intention. But it's usually just a little small tweaks that we gotta make along the way to get mm-hmm. them to living optimally again. Okay. And then once they do, is it just continuing to kind of make small adjustments as, as life happens or yeah, that's the thing is when, <laughs> when you understand it, it's no matter what comes, you can apply these methods, right? Like it comes, it usually starts with nutrition is what they're doing. But then we look at lifestyle, we look at fitness, we look at travel we, when that was a thing, but like, how are we applying it in these situations? Because over a span of three months, you experience a lot in your life. Right. And so it's like, how would you work through this? And you're there to coach someone through it. That's why it's more of like a coaching element. So then after those three months, it's like, yeah, I got it. And then like my clients will check in and they're like traveling and they'll like send me pictures of the stuff that they're making and things that they're doing. And I'm like, you guys are the cutest thing ever. Like it makes me mm-hmm. so excited when it just becomes the evolution where you don't have to think about it, you know? Mm, yes, absolutely. Kind of have a, a system going, so to speak, of, mm-hmm. of being in tune with your body. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Now what um what is the for the first step, whether people have IBS or any anything like of that nature what is that first step toward gut brain health so like I said the first thing is figuring out where you're at right like I always have my clients track for a week what's going on how often are you eating how do you feel about what you're eating what the heck are you eating you know how does that feel and looking at that, not in a my fitness pal kind of calorie thing, because that's usually the only thing people have ever tracked with, but using some type of diary. And I know a lot of people are like, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to do that. Well, so does being sick for the rest of your life. So really like we have to do this in our business. Like even if you don't own a business, you have to do an audit at least once a year for your work with your company. You have to, what am I doing every day? So my boss knows what I'm doing and I can deliver it. And I can either get that promotion and do this kind of stuff. We have to do that in our life do it with your health, you know, if, if you actually want that longevity and looking at it. Cause then from there, I bet you before anything, 
you're going to notice some tweaks. And at least when you go and get help, whether it's with me or a GI specialist, you at least have the tools, you can hand it to them and they can actually give you answers. Because otherwise they're going to give you a low FODMAP diet, prescribe you some type of Imodium or Miralox and tell you move on because they have 12 minutes to be with you. But if you come and you go, mm-hmm. hi, this is what I'm doing. Can you give me suggestions? They can actually help you as opposed to giving you a blanket statement. So if you're feeling like you're ignored by your doctors and you know, you're just overwhelmed by this whole thing, just take a moment, journal for a week. Like, I know it sounds annoying, but just do it. And then from there, you start to get work and then you can play around with foods, right? Like how much protein are you getting? How much carbs are you eating? How much healthy fats are you getting? And we get to play around with that spectrum of stuff, but you don't know that until you know what you're eating every day. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Definitely. So getting a handle on it to begin with, and then you could kind of make, make adjustments. So now I would imagine that it's those adjustments depend on the individual situation. Exactly. Exactly. Like it depends. for IBS, it's like, all right, cool. So how do we get those easy to digest foods? How do we get your liver to be functioning optimally again? Because for some reason it's not producing the right amount of, you know, bile or digestive enzymes or the things that you need to break food down. If it's mental health stuff, we have to, what, why is your brain brain inflamed right now? Where do we have to work our way back? Do we need zinc, copper, selenium, magnesium? Like where do we need to add these things in? But I don't personally like just like spewing things out, like go eat all this kind of stuff. Cause it's like, where are you at? Like, what do you need? Other one than like, go eat some salmon and call it a day. Like, it's like, no, no, no. Like, what, <laughs> what do you actually need so we can give you the best support? Mm, absolutely. Now, now, what is, do you find that, that it's a struggle to begin with? Or are people, you know, motivated enough or focused enough to really, really take this head on? Yeah, um, it is. Because people come to me, usually. I have this laundry list of foods I can't eat because of my food sensitivities test and da, 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 and I can't seem like I'm gung-ho about it for two weeks. And then all of a sudden a birthday party happens and I'm, I quit. And then they come in and they're like, what do I have to do? What should I eliminate? I need to be more strict. And they blame themselves. And so when I sit there and I go, and it's not like I, meal plans are not my jam. That's not, yes, I give you recipes because I think food is still so fun to play with, but like it's, that's not how this whole recovery thing works. We got to work our way backwards. So it's really unraveling the things that they've been doing for the last decade of elimination diets and restrictions and having this mentality that they can't eat this and they can't do that. And so it's like fighting that inner, it's not about getting started. It's, it's about calming down with how, how hard their foot is on that gas pedal right now. It's like, no, 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 ease up a little bit. And that's the hardest part. (laughs) Mm, Because they're anxious to find the solution and Mm -hmm. and get that help back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Now, what, um, as we, we kind of, kind of wrap up here, what, um, are there any things that, that you would recommend just kind of going forward as, as we talked about first steps with your acronym, um, as far as words of wisdom, so to speak to, uh, as people plunge into the solution. Something about the human body. And the biggest thing I hold near to me is two things. One, you can't be at war with your body and win. So you can't punish mm-hmm. your way through this. You can't get mad at your body about the things that it's doing because all she's doing is trying to deliver a message to you. Whether it's an annoying, painful flare-up, skin things, hormonal issues, like she is just trying to deliver a message because the only job your body has is to keep you alive. So if mm-hmm. she's showing you something, listen, like you don't get mad at it. You can be frustrated. Like you can sit there and be like, this is so painful and so annoying, but like, what do you want me to know? Like it's, it's one of those things. And then two, treat yourself like someone you love. Like something I reflect back on, I just wrote a post on this of like, if my partner, if he was showing these signs of like 
skin issues and like his, I mean, he's bald, but like if his hair was falling out, not because he was balding, um, but like if, if things like that were happening, if my dad had all these health issues and his, you know, blood markers were this kind of thing, if my little sister was showing mental health issues, I'd get them the best freaking help. I would be, be sitting there being like, what do you guys need right now? Let's, let's settle. Let's be, let's do this. But instead for me, I was like, push through it, do it harder, fast, longer, cut this out, like do harder workouts. Like this is, this is the only way through. Like what? Why, why am I treating myself that way? You know, if, mm-hmm. if it was, if it was my kid, if it was, it was any of that stuff, I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, do you need a nap? Do you need to rest? Do you need to see a specialist? Like, where are we at here? But with mm-hmm. us, like the way we treat ourselves is so much like we're on the back burner. And that's why we mm-hmm. get to these positions because we're ignoring different key signs for so long. Mm. And, and why do you think we, we tend to put ourselves on the back burner or the people you've worked with anyway? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's what we're modeled. You know, like I see a lot of women like, well, that's just how my mom's always done it. Like, you know, she's always, she always runs around the house taking care of us. She's always, you know, taking care of my dad and cooking the meals and doing this. And like, that's what we're modeled. And it's not to say that's bad. It's just when our health is showing signs, listen, like just listen. And it's okay to slow down because when you slow down, you're able to speed up along the way. You know, like now the things I can get done in four hours is bananas, you know, and like, I see that with my clients, like the companies they're creating, they're going out to get their masters and completing degrees and going on these wild adventures, even at 65 years old, like they're like doing these amazing things because now they have this energy to do it because they took the time to listen for just a little bit. It's not a forever thing. It's just a for now thing. Mm, okay. So just re repositioning your life among your, your various activities. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, Laura, what, um, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah. So I am most active over on Instagram, which is it's Laura Patricia Martin. Um, or we have our business page where me and my team run that it's healing to happy. Uh, so either one, you'll get a message from me or my team going, Hi, like, what are you guys doing? Um, and from there, you'll be able to see if we have any master classes going on. We run one or two of those a month. We have programs every month. We have coaching, we have different kinds of panels and things like that. So you'll be able to tell from those platforms what's what's currently happening. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we will include all of those in the show notes. And Laura, it has been amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you for, for helping so many people to start healing and start making that gut-brain connection. Thank you so much for having me. 